as a wise man puts it, that we think we in control until that happens which is beyond our control. And then we realize we were never in control. Our every breath comes from Allah. Every sip of water comes from Allah. Every heartbeat is from Allah. Every limb of ours can never function on its own. But with the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even the simple practice of, of partaking of our meals. We eat. There's one pipe through which oxygen goes in. And from the other, our food enters from. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even helps us in that. What control do we have that the oxygen goes into the correct pipe and the food goes into the correct pipe? Sometimes a grain of rice or some morsel or particle goes in the wrong pipe. What happens to us momentarily? Then we realize really how indebted are we to our Allah? How in need are we of our Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Every heartbeat comes from Allah. Even to relieve ourselves that what we partook of meals, how thankful should we be of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that what was beneficial in that meal goes to the parts of the body and the limbs for strengthening with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is digested in such an amazing manner. The food that we ate, sometimes meat, is, died, is crumbled by a very strong acid and, and liquid that emanates from the body. And this is stronger than hydrochloric acid. How Allah arranged the system of this insan that as this food is being digested and the strong substance crumbles that food, how doesn't it burn the intestines or the belly and the womb of this human being? That Allah takes care that a liquid is secreted, protecting the body so that the flesh that he ate is digested and the flesh inside his body is preserved and protected. How indebted are we to Allah that this function continues in our, in, in our body throughout our lives? We partook of meals, then we carry on to do whatever we want to do, and our body is carrying on in this khidma. How? With the permission of Allah, with the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why one of the duas, when we relieve ourselves and we come out of the restroom, we say, Ghufranak. After relieving ourselves, that what was harmful came out of the body. We say Ghufranak. Ghufranak means, Oh Allah, forgive me. What's the wisdom behind this? Ya Allah, forgive me. Because one explanation is, while relieving myself, I couldn't take your name in such a place. It would be disrespectful. So Ghufranak. The other meaning is, Oh Allah, because of me being unable to thank you for your countless bounties, that even this, what was harmful came out of the, of the body. And the relief I have after that, Ya Allah, I can never thank you enough. Ghufranak, forgive me for my incapability of showing full appreciation to thee, O oh my Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the other reason for Ghufranak, and the other meaning of Ghufranak, as our Hazrat Mufti Sahib, Damad Barakatuhum, Dawud Haq, Damad Barakatuhum explains that Ghufranak comes from the word Mighfar, which means a helmet, and it means to cover and conceal. Ghafara, like it means to forgive, that we ask Allah to forgive our wrongs and conceal our faults. But like it comes from the word concealment as well. So Ghufranak is an appreciation. Ya Allah, you afforded me an opportunity that in a secluded place to relieve myself. Ya Allah, always conceal my faults before your creation. Because Law Aliman Nasu Qabiha Sarirati. Like the friend of Allah says, لَوْ عَلِمَ النَّاسُ قَبِيحَ سَرِيرَتِي لَأَبَ السَّلَامَ عَلَيَّ مِيَّ Ya Allah, my weaknesses, if you were to expose it to humanity, 
that if people knew what's my actual reality and you had to expose me, that leave making salam to me, even responding to my salam, people would think many times before doing so and run away from me. But it is your kindness and compassion and mercy, Allah, that you've concealed me. Returning from this journey, Sahaba did not undertake Umrah on that, on that occasion. This was Allah teaching us that Allah knows what is best and Allah will do what is best at the right time, at the right moment, in the right place. So Sahaba returned and Allah's Nabi encouraged them. Hazrat Abu Bakr encouraged that Allah will do what is best and Suratul Fatih was revealed. Suratul Fatih is chapter 48 in the sequence of the Quran Kareem. And in the sequence of revelation, we learn one, one, one. So one of the latter revealed chapters of the Quran Kareem, where Allah says that we have granted you a clear victory, an open victory. And Sahaba then were eager to know what victory was this? Because victory is sometimes that we conquered lands, we received booty. What was the victory here? Sahaba returned to Medina Manawara. And in this period where Muslims did not undertake the Umrah, but there was peace. There was a treaty, there was a truce between Makkah Mukarramah and Medina Munawwara. And it was a 10-year ceasefire. What did Sahaba do during this interim up till Fatih Makkah? Because on this occasion, 1400 Sahaba went to perform Umrah with Rasulullah wasallam, And they were barred that opportunity. What did they now concentrate on? When Medina was at ease, when there was peace in Medina Munawwara, Allah's Nabi... Allah's Nabi taught Sahaba this lesson for which every Muslim is created, for which every Ummati of Muhammad is sent by Allah. He gathered his Ummah, he gathered his Sahaba in Masjid Nabawi and he said to them, O oh my Sahaba, Allah has sent me for humanity in totality. In Allah Ta'ala ba'athani kaffatan linnasi rahmah fa'addu anni. Allah, Allah has sent me, O my Sahaba. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent me for humanity. So you take my message and grant it to humanity and share it with humanity with amana. And Allah will shower his choicest blessings and mercies upon you. And do not become like the Israelites who refused the instruction of Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. Sahaba said, O Nabi of Allah, we will never be the same. We are your Sahaba. Radiyallahu anhum, send us. Send us where you want. Because the other report mentions that they were not prepared to go. Meaning Hazrat Isa alayhi salam wanted to send his people and many were objecting. Sahaba said, wherever you may send, send us, O Nabi of Allah, we will go and fulfill the duty and invite to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's greatness and our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa teachings.